a happy David Hicks Eve to all of those that celebrate out there. And when I mean all of you who celebrate out there, mostly mean everyone around here. I'm going to guess that they're not celebrating David Hicks Eve in College Station, Texas today. Just a hunch. That's what my crystal ball says, Parker Thune. Um, But I'm going to guess that David Hicks Eve is mostly celebrated in the 405 in the state of Oklahoma today. As well as the 918. Don't want to forget about oh, Travis no, Davidson I, and his crew up I, there. I mean, I'll get it on the text line if I don't include the 918. Uh, uh, 580, we, 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 we acknowledge your existence too. Every OU fan is celebrating David Hicks Eve is, was what we're saying here. So I don't think that you're really going to have to get that deep into the show today to really figure out where uh, we're leaning in terms of where David Hicks is going to sign tomorrow. Pretty much and, just uh, went ahead and told you right off the bat. Shouldn't be a secret if you've been listening to this show for the past couple of months that uh, there's a very, very strong t- chance that in a little over 24 hours, DJ Hicks is the defensive capstone to this Oklahoma recruiting class. He would be your number one overall player in yes, this 2023 would. class. I did the class calculator for everyone today. Oh, look at you. I, yeah, you know, just doing that little extra work. Uh, OU would be at a 292.69. Nice, right? That would get nice. OU up to the number two overall class by a wide margin. OU would be at a 292. Texas is at a 286 currently. So, there you go. You you would not only be the number two class, you'd be the number two class by a wide margin. Number nine overall player, David Hicks, uh, is who we're talking about here. I am wondering, though, like how is this going to help the recovery stage for OU fans? Eh, if they get help. this tomorrow. It'll help. What would help more is a win and a convincing win over TCU on Saturday, I think. Because that's something that – the harsh reality, Tyler, as much as we try to get people invested in recruiting on this program, and as many Sooner fans as are out there that didn't pay attention to recruiting a year ago but have started paying attention to it at the beginning of the Brent Venables era, it's still something that not everybody pays attention to. Everybody pays attention to the product on the field on Saturday. So a a win over TCU – especially if it's a convincing, lopsided one, will go a lot further. But if somehow we're wrong on this one, and you combine a, a loss for David Hicks with the loss to Kansas State on Saturday, uh, oh boy, this will not be a fun show to uh, have to do. Well, we won't get the news on the show tomorrow. We'll have to address it on Thursday. That'll be a rough show. But, hey, it sounds like everyone is thinking that David Hicks is going to land at OU. Even a Michigan State uh, insider put in a crystal ball for Hicks to OU. Oh, gosh. What if A&M just drops an enormous bag tonight? And we just sit here in silence. We just sit here in silence. They match Jimbo Fisher's uh, salary for for David Hicks. (laughs) Wouldn't that be something? It's probably worth it because David Hicks will do as much for that A&M program as Jimbo Fisher will. Uh, I want to answer this text. It's kind of off topic, but Brian in Tulsa has asked this question on the text line several times over the last week or so, and we haven't gotten to it. So, Brian, I've seen this question. We just haven't gotten around to answering it. I want to answer it for you right now. He asks, what are the chances we go after the wide receiver at Denton Geyer that Jackson throws to all the time? Name escapes me, but his number is seven. I believe you're referring to Landon Sides. 2023 wide receiver who just committed over the weekend to incarnate word uh the reality is he's he's just not an OU caliber scholarship player miles maybe T- if- I was not miles T's I was thinking um God who am I thinking of the kid from Allen uh TD Lee Lee of Morris yes Lee Morris he's your next Lee Morris yeah so I, I if OU offered him a PWO 
then maybe, I mean, maybe you see some movement there, but he's committed on scholarship uh, to a pretty solid FCS institution in Incarnate Word. So uh, don't really don't really see OU becoming a player in that one unless it's via the PWO route. And even then, I don't think it's a guarantee. Yeah, well, uh, you were able to get a, a PWO away from Tech last year. Now, there were some circumstances yeah, in yeah. that with Gavin Freeman for sure, but that might as well. I mean, if you think he's a good player and can help you out as a walk-on, yeah, you throw it out to Landon Sides because you're hoping to get, what, about five players from that Denton Geyer team this year? You get uh, you get the rest of that crew outside Jackson Arnold. Not only will you get to the number two class tomorrow, most likely, you're going to stay there if you're getting the guys of uh, Ryan Yates, Peyton Bowen, guys like that. And oh, you're also signing the uh, – <laughs> if you're signing basically the entirety of the Denton Geyer contingent, that's a win in and of itself because that's – one of the best programs at the 6A level in the state of Texas. But <laughs> you also know you're signing the guy that was Denton Geyer's undoing in the state championship game last year in Colton Bossick. So, yeah, OU putting the clamps on the state of Texas. You love to see it. And uh, another thing you love to see, how about uh, J.R. Sandlin last night on social media, which he has a knack when a big decision is incoming for OU. He does have a knack of dropping a tweet that basically says, hey, Going to be an outstanding week for OU football recruiting. Get ready. And he's been right seemingly every single time, hasn't he? It's almost like he knows a thing or he, two. Uh, he even puts out a few more emojis sometimes than we initially think on what's going to happen for OU. And he put one out last night. Going to be an outstanding week for at OU football boomer. Hashtag OU DNA. Hashtag chosen. Hashtag 24K. So I, I, I don't think that... Uh, I, don't, I think J.R. Sandlin uh, at least thinks that they're getting David Hicks tomorrow. Just a guess here. I think a lot of Make people it too thinks, much of a tweet. I think a lot of people think, oh, you are getting D.J. Hicks tomorrow. I think the entire recruiting industry would be shocked if the Sooners don't get D.J. Hicks tomorrow. Forget OU fans. Forget the OU contingent. The entire industry would be pretty dang surprised if D.J. Hicks is anything but a Sooner tomorrow at 3.30. And that would give you eight... Top 100 players in the 24-7 composite rankings. You would have eight out of the top 100. Now, you still have some other guys out there that you could land to get to 10. Uh, Tassilia Khan is in the top 100. Malachi Coleman's in the top 100. I know that's a conversation oh that my we've already had last week off the air, and we might need to uh, bring that off-air conversation onto the air. But theoretically, like you could end up with 10 top 100 players. You could. You could. You could, if you want them all, if you're willing to take them all. But at the end of the day, whether or not you end up getting guys like Malachi Coleman and Cecilia Kana, I mean, that's that's gravy at this point in this class because DJ Hicks will be your 23rd commit. You have outstanding building blocks at every single position group. DJ Hicks on the interior defensive line as well as Derek LeBlanc, two top 100 guys. Colton Vosick and P.J. Adabare, two top 150 guys off the edge. At linebacker, Samuel Masigo knocking on the door being a top 100 guy himself. In the secondary, Makari Vickers. OU went head-to-head with Alabama and won that battle for a top 100 defensive back. Offensively, of course, you've got Jackson Arnold. Of course, you've got an outstanding uh, duo of running backs in Dalen Smothers and Caleb Hicks. You got some dynamic wide receivers in Jaquez Petaway, Keon Brown, Anthony Evans. And then up front, 
you got the big boys, the Maulers, Caden Green, Heath Ozida, Josh Bates, Logan Howland. This is a really, really good class. Shane the Trainer Newcastle says, uh, DJ Hicks was seen down at the Classic 50s this morning talking to Malachi Coleman and Peyton Bowen. Hey, that's, there's some scoopage. Does Shane the Train in Newcastle like piccolos and sprittles at Classic 50s? Surely you've, you've done Classic 50s before, right? Come on. I, you know, this is interesting. There are not a whole lot of establishments in Norman that I have not yet patronized oh my in terms of food. Classic 50s is actually one of those. I, you need to remedy that in a hurry. It's been like I've had it on my to-do list for months because I realized this spring, wow, I've driven by Classic 50s how many times and I've never been. I think at this point it's because if I'm driving down Lindsay Street and I'm hungry, I just naturally gravitate towards Velvet Taco. So I kind of have to – Break my brain of that. First time at Classic 50s for me was uh, right after an OU home loss to Cal in uh, 1998. OU lost, I think, 13-12 to 12 that, uh, that day. Oh, what a to, terrible to football game. Missed an extra point, and uh, it cost him the football game against Cal. 1998, 100% Piccolos and Salty Frogs, says uh, Shane the Train in Newcastle. No, um, I, look, it, there doesn't seem to be any pushback whatsoever. Like You would at least think that you would hear the A&M crowd. Billy Lucci say like don't give up on this recruiting this recruitment just yet. A and M still got a fair shot at this, but it, it I mean it it feels like it's been OU for a while. And really, when it turned in OU's favor, Parker was that weekend back in August is when is when that was the big recruiting weekend, the Friday night they had in August, and it hasn't flipped back uh, against OU since then. Like OU didn't just now get in the lead for David Hicks. They've been there for about two months now. They have been. Well, and I would say they've been in the lead for longer than that, but it wasn't a substantial lead sure. into the party in the Palace. Like there was, And there are still, if you go back, there are expert predictions for DJ Hicks to Oklahoma that date back to this winter, this past winter. So there's been some confidence for quite a while that Todd Bates and this OU staff were going to get it done. But it really didn't become apparent that OU had seized the clear lead over Texas A&M until the party at the Palace. This listener says on the text line, he hasn't been to Classic 50s. What it's is ridiculous. wrong with you? I know. it's. I, I'm about to block uh, Parker on Twitter or something. Or reporting. It's, 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 it's a crime. If you could remedy this by tomorrow, it would. that's what would be best for the show. Okay. Okay. If I'll you want some celebration piccolos after David Hicks commits at 3.30 on ESPN tomorrow, maybe that's a good idea. I don't know. Because Shane the Train says he was spotted this morning at Classic 50. So piccolos, enlighten me. It's fried pickles is basically what it is. Oh. I don't even know if they call them that anymore, but I feel like they used to in the 90s. So that's what I always call them. Most Americans just say fried pickles. Okay. I see I'm not a big pickles person, so... Probably that's not going to be my fair of choice. This listener asks, did we look at a quarterback in this recruiting class? Uh, you have a five-star in Jackson I, Arnold. What are you talking I, about? Yes, as yes, a matter of did. fact. As a matter of fact, Oklahoma did look at a quarterback in this recruiting and class. And that's all you had to do was look at him, and Jackson Arnold was <laughs> like, yep, yep, you guys are right. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready to commit. Yes. Suffice it to say, Jeff Lebby did indeed look at a quarterback, a quarterback that happens to be one of the top five prep quarterbacks in America and is certainly making his case for the number one overall spot in this cycle. How does a loss like Saturday to K-State affect the visiting recruits to that game? I saw a quote from a 25 running back that uh, got a scholarship offer from this past weekend, and his comment was how loud the fans were. 
So I would it have been better if you win the game in front of those kids? Yes. Did it dramatically affect their recruiting visit? At least for one of them, it doesn't sound like the answer to that is yes. Patrick on the text line says, I was harassed at Classic 50s by a sorority once. I think that's a humble brag. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Hicks Commitment, 3.30 Central Time, asks one listener. Yes, 3.30 ESPN. Central. And on ESPN. And on his uh, Instagram page, I guess. I'll just go the ESPN route. Which, how often these days do guys commit on ESPN? That's how you know you're big time. Yeah, well, he's the number, he's top 10 player nationally, right? Yeah. Number nine overall player. Maybe this is a massive deal. I, I, I know that everyone is still bummed out about the loss on Saturday. And I'm not saying that you should be, but this is a massive deal to get David Hicks tomorrow. You'll hear us talk about it tomorrow, but this is the defensive lineman that you've been waiting on for about a decade now. This, this, is, this is the guy that you've been waiting for. This is what Gabriel Brownlow Dindy would have been. Ooh, which speaking of that, oh, there is a uh, list of five-star true freshmen and how they performed so far this year. And uh, there's some A&M five-stars that uh, missing the boat a little bit. Would I be shocked... If Gabriel Brownlow Dindy was not a Sooner at some point, no, I would not be shocked. Am I saying to expect it? Certainly not. But if things continue along their current trajectory down in College Station, I know this is something that plenty of listeners have speculated about on the Air Comfort Solutions text line over the last couple months. Yeah, if there is an exodus in the transfer portal from College Station at the end of the year, which I think is likely, then, yeah, there's a world in which Gabriel Brown-Lodindy is ultimately playing football in the Crimson and Cream after all. That's the uh, phone call that Parker that took is... during the press conference today, <laughs> by the way. Oh, if only. And uh, Can it, you imagine? And, and, and then he had uh, Luther Burden on hold since he's going to transfer out of Mizzou oh, and come gosh. here as well. Like, And I know it's kind of a pipe dream, but can you imagine an OU defensive line that consisted of R. Mason Thomas, Gabriel Brown-Lodindy, D.J. Hicks, and P.J. Adabare with Colton Vosick rotating in? Would that be good enough to slow down Kansas State <laughs> offensively? Well, really, right? If you can't slow down Kansas State with those guys, then I'd it's hope just not so. meant to be. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Where are they listening at today? All over the country, like normal. Wichita Falls, Texas. Bailey, Colorado. Moreno Valley, California. Norfolk, Virginia. They're even listening in St. James, Jamaica today. Love it. And your small town is Hinton, Oklahoma. Hinton, Oklahoma. The Hinton Comets. Uh, Hinton is just to the east of Weatherford, basically. It's close to Weatherford. Okay. okay. I've been out that way. Obviously, I've been out that way. That's where Ethan Downs played his high school ball. Yes. I think I've ever actually been to Hinton proper. Uh, Hinton's a small school, like uh, where I attended. So oh, okay. Hinton was on the uh, basketball schedule on the reg. Okay, gotcha. The Hinton Comets. Don't hear a lot of teams' nickname as the Comets. No, you don't. It's kind of cool, though. The, uh, the coolest high school nickname I've ever heard, um, and I don't even remember where it's at in Colorado. I think it's between Denver and Vail. There's a school called the Gold Diggers. 
which works if you're in the state of Colorado, right? But obviously, Gold Diggers has a uh, another meaning than that. So it's right off the highway from uh, Denver to Vail. If anyone else has ever seen that, please let us know what the town name is because that is the best. That's the best one. Yes. Okay. Hold hold up. Hold up. I know this. I know this because I literally just I drove past it last summer for my buddy's bachelor. You party. see the football stadium like right yes. off the the highway there. They don't play in it anymore. Oh, bummer. It's because it, it was all overgrown. But I was like, dang, that's cool. It's um, gosh, gosh, what is the town name? It's something city. It's it's like blank city. I can't remember what the city's name is, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Listening from Kamaya, Idaho today. That's on the text line. Uh, Georgetown, Texas is uh, checking in as well. Uh, who is the next commit in the 2023 class? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've been listening today. David Hicks tomorrow at 3.30 on ESPN. At least that's the guess. One listener says, does Parker have Tyler in a headlock? I'm dealing with some uh, voice issues the past two days. Am I at least sounding better than yesterday? You're sounding better than yesterday. Okay, yes. that's good. Yes. Yesterday was a real struggle. I would say you're at like 85% right now. Good. Which like, if... It, unless people have been listening to you for years and years, or in my case, have been co-hosting with you for quite some time, they're probably not going to notice. But yesterday, man, yesterday towards the end of the show, I was like, "Oh boy, is he yeah. gonna make it through the rush?" And then, yeah, I, had, I still had three hours left. Uh, it was rough. I got some um, peach organic green tea over here, thanks to uh, Casey Vineyard here at the station, which has been a lifesaver for me today. And I inserted some uh, Chick Fil A honey in this green tea. Idaho Springs. Okay. That's the name of the town. Thank you, Texas. Did you find that yourself or did you I, just see I Googled the text it. Line? I Googled it. This Idaho is Springs was Gold me. Diggers. It's awesome. Uh, has not hosted a football game since 2019. That well, was the obviously, year OU and Colorado need to have a neutral site game there at some point. I'd be down. It looks like it holds about 850 people. Yeah, if but that. it'd still be cool. Idaho Springs. I was thinking, I see, I, for, for some reason, Boys City was stuck in my head. I knew that wasn't right because I know Boys City is in Oklahoma, but it makes sense. Boise, Idaho, that was that was the parallel. Well, we got it. That, that's that's the there main point go. here, right? Idaho Springs, Colorado. I, uh, d- You know what we didn't talk about yesterday? It was the big unveiling of Phil Collins at the end of the third quarter. And that was supposed to be a big moment in the game on Saturday. Is but that going to go the way of the all-red all uh, Rough Riders? It, it got slightly overshadowed by the performance on the field, didn't it? I'm just wondering how everyone liked Phil Collins at the end of the third quarter on Saturday. And it was one of those where I think if you're winning, Parker, or at least have a lot of the, the, the momentum, it probably would have been a little bit better. But when you've been struggling for three quarters – and you've never had the lead at any point in the football game, it probably didn't hit the way that you thought it was going to. So you might need a redo uh, in the KU game for the Phil Collins. Yeah. Or just scrap it. Because (laughs) I feel like at this point, again, like people are going to associate the Phil Collins thing with the loss to Kansas State, just like they associate the All Red Rough Riders with the loss to Iowa State back in 2017. So, hey, might be time to figure out something new. It was cool. It was awesome, undeniably. But maybe pick a different song. Well, that's they they've already tried two, and neither of them, according to you, have worked so far. They tried the uh, the Oklahoma breakdown 
the the version with oh, uh, yeah, Toby was, Keith uh, in it. I didn't uh, like that one either. Swing and a miss. Um, Phil Collins was a lot closer. They just need something. I'm not saying that you can't sing along to that Phil Collins song in the air tonight, but you need like Florida nailed it, man, because you can sing along to uh, "Won't Back Down" by Tom Petty. You've got to fit like that's the right genre to go after. Yeah, you something just have that to everybody figure knows. out a song. Everyone knows. Everyone can sing it. Like you're not necessarily looking for a. I mean, you're looking for a great song. You're looking more for a song that everyone knows the words to and can sing. That's the genre you got to go to. Uh, Atoka has the Wampus Cats. Says one listener in the nine one eight. There's a school down in Texas. Um, that is also the Wampus Cats. I can't remember offhand. I drive past it whenever I go to Waco. Uh, South Dakota Sooner says, in South Dakota there is a lead-slash-deadwood gold diggers and McLaughlin midgets among high school teams. Hmm. Yes, the Jones County Coyotes as well in Murdo, South Dakota. That's the little town that my entire family is from. How does so. Phil Collins affect recruiting? <laughs> that, that, that is the great question. Kendall says Dixieland Delight. Stop. Alabama already does that. Yes. Also, that's not an Oklahoma song. I'm sorry. That's uh, That song is perfect for the state of Alabama. You know, and, and that song at the end of the third quarter, they're going to continue to do it. And it's a, it's a great idea. I mean, it's been done before in several places. But it's one of those, Parker, where when you know you got it, you, you're, you're going to know it immediately. Like, everyone's going to say, yeah, all right, this is our song. It may be a Tom Petty song or I, I don't know. But what, once it hits right, everyone's going to know. And the first two... Just didn't hit the way. Paoli Pugs? Yes, that's another that's small school. It's South. Well, I, I, I know uh, where it is, but that's like Norman. their mascot is the Pugs? Yes, that's Okay, correct. that's awesome. Riot the Three Days Grace. Yeah, I. very few people know the words to <laughs> Riot by Three Days yeah, Grace. Yeah, no, that's, that's just That happening. doesn't really fit the crowd either. But I, 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 I love the effort. Yeah. It's either got to be a song that everybody knows or a song with sufficient sufficient imagery so that everybody's on the same page as to what they need to be doing during the song. Yeah. Because, like, for instance, at Virginia Tech, not, nobody knows all the words to enter Sandman, but they all know what to do. Just jump up and down with their fists up. Thunderstruck, no. Living on a prayer, Bon Jovi, no. Like, you're... You're in the right genre. Again, I think like classic rock yes. is a good way to go here. I think it's the safest way to go. But it's, again, they're, they're, they'll find it hopefully at some point this year. And once that song hits right and everyone's singing to it, bam, we're all going to know that that's, that's the right one. Um, now, I, a popular question this week for recruiting Parker has been, well, who's going to jump off the ship now? Now that they've lost <laughs> the game. I do not see any uh, impending decommits coming for the 2023 class. I do not either, and if I, I even if you ask me to speculate as to who it might be that would decommit, I don't know if I could point to any one particular individual that would be more likely than the others to do so. Everybody's locked in, man. And here's the thing: if you're not locked in and you want to test the waters a little bit, like it's pretty late in the game at this point. Yeah, We're almost exactly. to the month of October. And I think all these kids know that if I want to test the waters, that's fine. But I better have some really good options available because this staff, I think, has proven in the past that you want to test the waters, go test the waters, but you're not coming back to OU. And don't throw me the uh, Colton Vosick situation as an example <laughs> of while they'll take kids back. That was uh, unique circumstances there. 
And he wasn't even on an official to Texas. So that, that, that doesn't count there. But the, uh, the, the vibe I've gotten from the text line, though, is even the most pessimistic fans aren't you know, saying that this is a terrible hire or really questioning how they feel about the future. Like, there's some questioning about this year's team, Parker, but I'm not seeing any real long-term question marks now from the fans after that one loss. No, and I don't think there are. It was, it was, there were a lot of knee-jerk reactions that may or may not have been aided by consumption of alcohol, uh, and I think by Monday, everybody kind of had their heads screwed on straight once again. So... Hopefully, the meltdown is all behind us, and we can all acknowledge collectively that it was a really poor performance by Oklahoma on Saturday night, and that in all likelihood, it is not remotely indicative of what kind of team they're going to be the rest of the Are uh, any of these texts doing it for you song-wise? No, none. Sweet Caroline, no. you can't. It's already been done before. Be a little bit original. We Will Rock You. Yeah. No. Back in Black, no. Uh, Made famous by Stoney LaRue. No. Three Dog Night. Maybe. I, that's no. a popular response. I just don't think that's going to hit. Uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance works for Oklahoma being weed legal, says one listener. <laughs> yes. Limp Biscuit breaks stuff. I love that song. Appropriate for the end of the third quarter? Maybe not, but it might get me charged up. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. We do have Bob Stoops coming up at 320 today on The Rush. Be sure to tune in for that. More to come next right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune, live on the red for the homeless Sooner fans. You want uh, Blackbird by Alter Bridge? Is this what no, you de- want? No, definitely not. Okay. There's not enough words in this song. Kickstart My Heart by Motley Crue. Uh, perfect song. You're playing at home starting the fourth quarter to bring the victory home. Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. Gives You Hell by All-American Rejects. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's going to do it. Oh, no. Dead and Bloated, I mean, STP. I actually like, um, in terms of the music, I like the uh, the suggestions here. It's just, we got to do better for the end of the third quarter. Several people said, don't stop believing. That song's just so overdone, it's arguably it a meme at this point. And, but I will say, they played it at the end of the 2012 Bedlam game, where OU never had a lead until the very last play of the game, and they won an overtime over Oklahoma State, and they played that, and it was pretty cool. But I do agree, it is overplayed. It's You can have a, a little bit more originality than Don't Stop Believing. And here's the thing. You want to find a song that's yours. Like, when you hear exactly. Sweet, when you hear Sweet exactly. Caroline, you, you think, God, I hate the Boston Red Sox. I can't stand the Red Sox when you hear Sweet Caroline. When I hear Don't Back Down, I think, God, I hate the Florida Gators. Well, somebody said Sweet Home Alabama. Why the hell would you play Sweet Home Alabama in Norman, Oklahoma? Yeah, it doesn't make any, doesn't make any sense. More than a feeling, I like the song. Take a Step Probably Back <laughs> by Gary Patterson. <laughs> like that a lot. Love Me Sexy, Jackie Moon from Semi-Pro. Also funny. Till I Collapse by Eminem. You'd have to sanitize that one, but uh, there's, some, there's some merit and to that. And no Garth Brooks, guys. All right? I see Garth Brooks on here. You're not. You're not playing Garth Brooks there. Not going to happen. I'm not saying that I don't enjoy Garth Brooks. 
I've had a great time at a Garth Brooks concert. But you can't play the music of an Oklahoma State fan inside that stadium. Am I wrong? Oh, is Garth an Oklahoma State fan? Oh, yeah, yes. Uh, see, I, yes. I, I, I don't keep up with country music nearly enough to know these things. Hair of the dog, Nazareth. Yeah. Again, I like 95% of these music suggestions. but And maybe they just go with uh, Phil Collins again at the end of the third quarter. Maybe they just run it back. Somebody said smells like teen spirit. No, Steely and I have that one on yeah, lock. Yeah, I, I think of uh, Steel Man and Thune at noon when I hear that song. <laughs> I know. How can you not? Um, Fuel from Metallica. Um, Piano Man by Billy Joel. <laughs> what? Um, at least people are trying. It's just they're, they're I, trying. I haven't. Parker, I haven't even seen one yet. And let me see. We've had. Oh, uh, here we, find, we finally got one. Quit worrying about the peripheral crap and play football. There you go. That's what we need. We've had over. Uh, we've had 256 text messages so far this hour, and I haven't caught one that I'm like, oh, maybe that might be a good song. But keep trying. And I guess the uh, the guy that runs the DJ booth at, there at OU, he takes a song request, right? I think Does he really? Been, yeah, I think he's been taking – Garrett's his name. I think he's been taking song requests on Twitter the past couple of weeks. Oh, wow. Okay. Let's submit a few requests. Uh, did I immediately well, trash the Thunderstruck? Yes. Um, you are not the Oklahoma City Thunder, and that's a, another song that's been way overplayed. Exactly. Exactly. You cannot go the corporate route. You cannot, you cannot use a song that's been commercialized. And those songs have. Don't Stop Believing, Thunderstruck, etc. Let me read one from my Twitter DMs. Brian says, hear me out here. Right before the start of the fourth quarter, the lights go out and you hear the sound of a flyover. And then Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins hits with the light going crazy and the stadium going insane. Like it, love it, or hate it. Doesn't really work for uh, non-7 p.m. kickoffs. Again, Danger Zone to me, it's, just, it's not your song. You got to pick a song. That can be yours. Um, uh, yeah, but <laughs> I wonder if I told the text line to start DMing you all their song suggestions. Please don't. Do Please don't. <laughs> you so you told them to last week to do t-shirt designs. That was or make so a, funny to me. Whatever it was. I'm like, what is going on it here? It was like one listener, too. It was like one listener said, can we get a t-shirt? I was like, yeah, just uh, shoot Tyler a DM. Let him know that you want it. And I guess, <laughs> I guess more than that one listener. Yes, Request. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that, dude. Um, all right. I've got some statements that I may or may not believe. Okay. And you tell me if these are overreactions as they pertain to the 2023 recruiting class. Gotcha. Um, Texas has two losses right now. That is not an overreaction. That is true. That is a fact. But if Texas continues to fade, this class for UT is going to collapse. Fiction. It didn't collapse for Texas last year. Or the year before that, or the year like the class never collapses for Texas. It's true. It's fun to speculate about. It'd be awesome to see it happen for every Sooner fan, obviously, but it's just not going to happen. It's not. If it if it were, it would have happened by now, sometime over the last decade. Texas always recruits at an elite level. They don't do anything with it, but they always recruit at an elite level, and somehow these elite classes always stay together. With David Hicks tomorrow, OU will end up as the number two overall recruiting class. OU will be at number two, and they will stay at number two until National Signing Day Part One. Fact. They're not I'm moving. Buying, they're I'm getting there, that. and they're not moving. I'm buying that. Because okay. I, you think about this. Think about it this way. 
You lock down DJ Hicks. You lock down Peyton Bowen. I mean, nobody's leapfrogging you at that point. It's just not happening. And if you tack on to Celia Kana, that only solidifies your status as the number two recruiting class. The fact that Oklahoma still has the opportunity to add two more five stars to this class gives them so much more upward mobility than any of their peers that are currently sitting in the same range. Five-star edge player, Keon Keeley, the number one player at his position, top ten player nationally. He Apparently, it's a coin flip between Ohio State and Alabama. With that being said, Ohio State is OU's biggest challenger for the number two overall class. That's tough. I I would say yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think a lot of that has to do with Keeley and a lot of that has to do with the fact that Ohio State just they sign huge numbers every year. And so I I I could also see them flipping a couple down the line, a couple late risers. Uh, guys like an Arion Carter right now who's a four-star linebacker out of the state of Tennessee, and I'm not necessarily specifically referring to him as a guy that uh, Ohio State would flip, but I'm pointing him out as an example of a guy that was committed to it. He's still committed to Memphis. G5 guy, but, I mean, blows onto the scene his senior year. And so there may be a guy or two like that, uh, more local to Ohio State, uh, that the Buckeyes end up flipping down the stretch. So, yeah, as I look at things, and I look at who's left on the board for Ohio State, I would say they probably are the biggest competition. That, them in Florida, I... They're going to get Kwame McLean, right? He's like I, the number two overall player, yeah. number one corner. Yeah, like Florida isn't right now. They're not in that same tier as Oklahoma and LSU and Notre Dame, Ohio State, all those uh, programs that are kind of sitting a pretty comfortable distance behind Alabama right now. But Florida can get there. Make no mistake about it. Uh, last one that I have. Though we both predicted it last month, Malachi Nelson is no longer going to decommit from USC and play for Texas A&M next season. It's died down quite a bit. It has died down. And I, I think USC has done enough in terms of winning, starting 4-0, that... The noise has been quote. I think if they lose a couple games early in the season, then the rumblings that we'd heard about things potentially falling apart, uh, you see a lot more tangible movement in that direction. But I feel like the fact that they've started four and zero, and the fact that they have an absolute cupcake of a schedule, it really is man. the rest of the way. Yeah, I do think things hold together for you. And A and M's about to be three and three here in a couple weeks. Um, they're going to lose at Mississippi State. This weekend, which, by the way, I guess they're, uh, they just lost their number one receiver, Texas A&M. And for an offense that hasn't really been all that good to begin with, losing your best uh, pass catcher, that's not an easy thing for A&M to overcome. A&M's defense is pretty good. I'll, I'll give them that. They can play defense. They're, they're one of the – they probably got a top 10, top 15 defense in college football. Actually, I, I say that they would. Offensively, they're not very good. And losing their top target, that's that's tough. I think they lose at Mississippi State, and I think they lose uh, at Alabama. So, a and like, USC is going to continue to win games because that schedule's so crappy. Who do they got? Arizona State at home this weekend? Exactly. Surely yeah. they'll roll, roll ASU in that game. That better be a win. If it's not, 
yeah, no, they'll they'll win that game. They should like realistically looking at their schedule, they should win every game save for Utah. And you know the the Utah game, they'll be a dog. And before the year, I looked at the Utah game and the Notre Dame game and said, all right, there's two automatic losses for USC. <laughs> Though USC yeah. gets Notre Dame at home. You, I mean, Notre Dame, they won at North Carolina, right? And I'm not saying they, that they that's anything to go crazy about yeah. it, but Notre Dame is not, they are not the team that most of us thought that they were going to be about a month ago. They had a ton of injuries in training camp. They've lost their starting quarterback. That is now a very winnable game for USC. But I still believe they'll lose at Utah and find a way to stumble somewhere else. I, I agree with you. Uh, much like the conversation we were having about uh, about Oklahoma before the season began. I don't know if you can point to a specific game on the schedule and say that's the other loss for USC, but I think it'll come. Yeah, 405-651-3439. Jay and Medill asking uh, if I'm worried about my bet total between OU and uh, USC. More wins. Yes, I did not expect to get this uh, concerned about my bet before the season. I still got faith in it. I still got confidence that we're going to cash, baby. At least push on it. But yes, I'm a lot more nervous now about it than I was before the year. I was already counting my money, which is the number one thing that you don't do in sports I know, gambling. man. I was like, they're giving me money. Are you kidding me? This is a dumb bet. 405-651-3439. Final segment of Locked In's next. Final segment of Locked In with McComas and Thune live on the ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans. Walk-on tryouts at OU. Just announced. Walk-on tryouts October 19th at 4 p.m. And I love the caption and I love the picture that they used. It says, OU students, ever dreamed of being the next Heisman winner in Oklahoma? Here's your chance. And it has a picture of Baker Mayfield with the... Uh, with the requirements to actually try out for the football football team. I love that it's like Parker, like, hey, and it has worked out for him before, but it's like, hey, uh, got a chance to win a Heisman Trophy if you uh, make the team here. <laughs> Dang it, I missed it by one year. Missed it by one year. If they'd opened this thing up a year earlier, could have made the team. Requirements attend an introduction on October 2nd at 2 p.m. in the Everest Indoor Facility. You have to be a current full-time OU student. Show a current OU transcript. Obtain a current physical. Be registered with the NCAA Eligibility Center. And the real kicker, especially for a lot of kids out there, have a 2.5 GPA. Ah! I would have made the cut. Barely. Just barely. Barely. 2.6. <laughs> oh, man. I don't remember them ever have, like, open walk-on yeah, trials like this. I don't like think this. they have the last few years. I don't think they have. I, <laughs> I'd have done it just for the memes. No, it would have been awesome. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'd have. Listen, this is your 2019 Sooner Vision flag football MVP you're speaking with right now. Wow. Humble brag. Six no touchdown catches. Jeez. In one yeah. game or the season? Uh, it was a uh, it was a two-game tournament. Hmm. So, 
I, had, I think I had two in the semifinals and four in the championship. Well, because uh, we've talked several times before. They are trying to beef up their walk-on program. Yes, and, they are. And they already have done a pretty good job of that. Are people going to take this as, oh, my gosh, after the first loss, Parker, they've seen what they don't have on the roster. they got to hold walk-on tryouts because they know that they got some holes on this team. I don't think that that's the case. I'm just wondering if some people will take it that way. Nah, the reality is there might be one or two people that show up to these tryouts that actually earn a spot on the roster. And those that do earn a spot on the roster probably aren't going to ever play. Yeah, they'll never play. They might get a jersey and get to hang out, go on the bowl trip. Yeah. Uh, Hey, doesn't North Dakota State have like a 49-year-old defensive tackle, says one listener? It's not too late. I did not have any knowledge of this. Uh, More bad suggestions as far as the songs. One listener says, long, hot summer day, turnpike troubadours. No. Yeah, because that'll get everybody crunk. Long, hot summer day. In in November, when it's 15 degrees outside. Yeah, we're all going to be rocking out to long, hot summer day. No. No, thank you. Uh, Ted Nugent, Stranglehold. Uh, Again, that's not a it's not a great song to sing along to. No, uh, at the end of the third quarter, paint it black. No, that would be great if the Sooners ever actually decided to wear black. But I I don't think that's gonna happen. Fight for your right by Beastie Boys. It's at least interesting. I think there's a lot of people that know the words to that. You're gonna have to uh, edit that song a little bit. So and yes, my uncle is on the air today. <laughs> Which, by the way, if Mike does want to do a Stoops Family Thanksgiving, I I am willing to help him out. You're volunteering your services? Mac Brown. I could do the uncle voice today if he's ready to do it today. Jimbo Fisher. And uh, who am I forgetting here? Oh, the OUPA guy, of course. (laughs) According to the message boards, they're doing tryouts to try and find Dylan Gabriel's replacement. You know what? See, I told you someone was going to say that. That's why I brought it up. Yep. There you go. There it is. That that, that dude... um, he could do himself a lot of good with a really nice performance Saturday against TCU. Hit on all the easy throws, hit on a couple deep balls down the field. And that's the thing is, you know, the conversation around him is the throws that he hasn't made, but he still made some really nice throws yeah, this well, year. Yeah, well, and no, we're not having this conversation if they win on Saturday. Again, if he leads the exact same drive that he led to close out the game, but the Sooners got off the field on third and 16, then we're all talking about the metal and the resilience that he displayed. Like, if Dylan Gabriel throws 25 swing passes on Saturday and Oklahoma wins by 20, nobody's going to be batting an eye. Good point, text line. Yes, they need Chad Powers uh, to show up, just like Eli Manning did. Who is Chad Powers? He showed up at the Penn State walk-on tryouts, and he was throwing some dimes down the field. That would be awesome if he pulled that prank. Uh, again, Bob Stoops coming up next hour at 320. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. We're the Homeless Sooner fans.